welcome to another episode of Nipe's Story. This is a fortnightly podcast that brings you audio versions of short stories from Kenya and across the continent. I'm your host, Kevin Mwachiro Kariboni. On this episode, we're featuring The Iron Ladies of Lusikisiki by Hugo Kakenham. They sit on iron at the side of the road. The sun circles their heads. Pink becomes orange in the dawn skyline. Then the feeble sun starts to lick away at the early morning dew sprinkled on their covered heads. Their eyes remain fixed on the horizon. They wait. Orange is replaced by blue. Mamwecha tugs at a twig and her teeth come away with a splinter. She spits into the ground. She watches the first bird of the day take flight, its wings stiff from a long night in some tree. Mamatuna mutters under her breath. She'll get louder after tea. She speaks to herself all the time. Sometimes the other iron ladies do not hear her. Occasionally, they burst into collective laughter when they piece together her garbled statements. Shards of light from the sun begin to poke through the tree. Sisnozi stands unsteadily and stretches her stiffened legs. She uncovers her shoulders, shakes out her shawl, and wraps it around her waist. From the old two-liter Amasi bottle, she pours some paraffin into the little portable stove. She winds up the paraffin-soaked kindling and sets it alight with a match from a box that she keeps among the paraphernalia in her bosom. Sisnozi puts the enamel teapot on the stove. Within minutes, the water is hissing. She rises again from the log where she is resting and digs into the plastic bag for leaves. She drops these into the battle-scarred kettle. The sun's rays poke steady lines through the dry tree branches. Across the road, the last cries from the noisy cock pierce the air. Five heads turn in unison when the distant sound of a truck replaces the rooster's cry. Nosisa is the optimist among the women. She stands up and grabs a rusted exhaust pipe. She throws it on top of the pile of scrap metal. It makes a grating sound. She surveys the pile and then turns her head to join the other women looking expectantly into the dirt road. A trail of dust lifts lazily in a white plume. The truck is close. It maintains its speed and shudders past them. It's transporting a gaunt cow. The rattle fades into the distance and the dust levitates before it finally settles. The women do not look at each other as Nosisa settles back onto the beer crate. Sisnozi turns down the orange-blue flame and blows out the remaining flickers. She holds the tea strainer over the enamel mugs and pours the tea. She then retrieves a pint of milk and a knot of sugar from the basket. Zingledeni ge manenegazi, she says. Help yourselves, ladies. The sun is nearly directly overhead. It stares out of the wintry blue sky. The iron ladies sit and wait. Long silences, fitful conversations, stony faces that passes by, sore bums. 
Occasionally, one of them stands to stomp her feet and stretch her legs. Mamjuaha pees the most. At least once every hour, she shuffles into the long grass. For a moment, her red headscarf bobs about just above the grass before she stands and ambles back. For her, inhaling snuff is an after-pee activity, because she extracts her snuff tin and its little spoon from her bosom immediately after she returns from the long grass. Her bladder empty, she sits down with great relish to inhale her snuff. Mamwecha, the churchgoer, gives Mamjuacha a sideways look of judgment. Nosisa always smiles to herself when she watches the two women, one in ecstasy and the other in a fit of jealousy. Nosisa suspects that Mamwecha is envious of Mamjuacha's public enjoyment of her snuff because she is a secret smoker. She hides her smile with a false yawn when Mamwecha's eyes swivel in her direction. Mamwecha opens her mouth to say something, but the unmistakable sound of a truck strikes her mute, and for a moment her lips quiver before they snap shut. Mamatuna is dozing on a tree stump, but a sense that is yet to be accounted for awakens her, and she joins the other iron ladies whose eyes all stare at the oncoming vehicle. Like the one before it, it rattles by without even so much as a pause. Mamatuna swears. Imingundu. Assholes. The others laugh, their spirits momentarily buoyed. Mamweha guiltily straightens her mouth. Laughing at sin is not funny. Her eyes snarl at the sun now bearing down on their heads with a mean-spiritedness that only winter is capable of. Without rain, Lusigisigi is dusty at this time of year. Thankfully, the wind is still asleep and the dust lies undisturbed. Of the four women, Mamaduna is the communer with nature. She points her big toe into the dust and draws a little sun. She mumbles to herself. Sinile bavazi, utuli luzo senzani ka uvuka umoya, yaike. We're in shit, women. This dust is going to have a field day with us when the wind rises. She claps her hands once in a sliding movement and holds her chin searchingly but no one considers leaving their post on the side of the road. There are other iron ladies waiting to take their place if they find it empty. The iron business is cutthroat. This is how the women pay for their children and their grandchildren's school uniforms and food. The scrap metal vehicle has no date or time of arrival. It rattles into town and buys metal from whoever is waiting on the road. Sisnozi likes to remind the women about the parable of the five virgins. Walala wasalam fazi. You snooze, you lose, woman. The sun is now at an odd angle to the ground where the women sit. Mama Duna is hungry and she wills Sisnozi to make more tea. When Sisnozi stands and ambles to the stove, Mama Duna smiles at her power. Mamwecha is looking at her and she observes the fine layer of dust that has settled on her face, giving her smile an eerie look. Evil woman, she thinks to herself. Kwecha, witch. She breathes deeply to stifle the craving for snuff and wonders what her children are doing. Above her, the birds are settling, preparing for an early night. Mamjuaha returns from the long grass. When the tea is served, 
the iron ladies sit together, quietly sipping. Mama Duna smiles to herself as the sun tucks itself behind the hill. Umoya uyeza bafazi benzimbi. The wind is coming, women of iron, she mumbles. The Iron Ladies of Lusikisiki was read to you by Audrey Brown. Hugo Kakanam lives in Johannesburg, South Africa, but mostly longs for the village of Lusikisiki, where he was raised on stories. He teaches psychology at the University of Witwatersrand in Johannesburg. He reads and writes for work and for pleasure. He has published essays in Brittle Paper, Transition and City Press. You can see more of his work on his blog Hugo Kakenham and follow him on Twitter at Hugo Kakenham. Nippes Story is available to download wherever you get your podcasts from. Please do me a favor, write a review and rate the podcast so that others can find us easily. Tell your people about Nippes Story. We're constantly looking for short stories of between 750 and now 4,500 words. So email your stories to producer at fingerpiano.com.ke if you'd like to submit your story for consideration. Plus, you can also follow us here on SoundCloud and on Facebook where Nipe Story and our Twitter handle is Nipe underscore story. Nipe Story, it's a finger piano production. Oh,